This episode of Mr. Benfica is dedicated to the memory of Rui Jordão. Rui Manuel Trinidad Jordão was born on the 9th of August 1952 in Benguela, Angola. Passed away on the 18th of October 2019 at his home in Cascais, Portugal. Um, from 1971 to 1976, Rui Jordão played for Benfica, making 90 league appearances, scoring 63 goals. Also, a Portuguese international, earning 43 caps and scoring 13, scoring 15 goals, excuse me, and is best remembered by everybody for his performance representing Asleção at Euro 84, in which Portugal found themselves going all the way to the semifinals before being knocked out by eventual champion France. Uh, Rui Jardim would also play 10 seasons for Sporting Clube Portugal, 207 appearances, scoring 137 goals for our rivals. After his career ended, um, Rui Jourdain uh, moved away from football and became a painter and a sculptor. And he he did die, like I said, on the 18th of October 2019 at the age of 67 with heart problems. Uh, Fernando Gomes, the president of the Portuguese Football Federation, delivered a, a statement describing Rui Jourdain as as Peerless. And um, obviously, thoughts and prayers go out to the family of Rui Jordão. And um, this episode, it, it, this episode is dedicated to his memory. I hope everyone enjoys the show. What's up, Benfica Nation? Welcome to episode 23 of Mr. Benfica. This one is called Merci, Anthony. That's right, Merci, Anthony. Thank you. Obrigado, Anthony Lopes. Because Benfica... Oh, you hear that? There it is. That's right. It's another Champions League edition of Mr. Benfica. And as you know by now, Anthony Lopes... 
Portuguese international goalkeeper from Olympique Lyon gave us an early Christmas gift, a very, very early Christmas gift. Um, as Benfica come out of this one with all three points somehow, some way, as uh, the rotations continue. Uh, Bruno Lage says they're not rotations. We'll talk about that later towards the end of the episode, of course. Bruno Lage had some interesting comments in the postgame. Presser, of course. And, um, well, I'm hoping that this is just a change of fortunes for Benfica. I am hoping that uh, we're going to start getting some momentum here. Sometimes all you need is a lucky win to just pick up the spirits and just instill some confidence because this team was lacking confidence. Um... We got a lot of games coming up. We got some serious matches. Um, two league games now back-to-back -back coming up this uh, this week. Sunday, of course, we're on the road at Tondela at uh, the Estadio João Cardoso up in Tondela. Sunday, 3 o'clock Eastern time here on the east coast of the United States, I believe, and 8 o'clock p.m. or 20 o'clock in Portugal. And then again, next Wednesday, a midweek league match, a rare midweek league match. I believe we're home to Portimonense next week as the Liga Nage, after taking almost the entire month of October off, now is going to cram some games into these last couple weeks to make up for some lost time. How has everyone's week been going? Uh, been crazy on this end. Absolutely crazy for me. I... Uh, you know, it's that time of year. The shipping industry is just getting out of control. Uh, for those of you that don't know, one of my my jobs, I moonlight at the very, very early hours of the day for a three-letter shipping company. And uh, let me tell you, the um, <laughs> e-commerce, as they call it, is picking up. Uh, people are not going to the stores. Not here in the United States, at least. It's all about Amazon. This is and this is not a paid ad, obviously. Um, I'm just plugging them because I just handle so many packages from Amazon every single day. Um, it's it's getting crazy, but we've got this episode to do tonight um, as well. Coming as soon as I I should say as soon as I finish this episode tonight, I'm going right back onto the DVR. I am rewatching the Befica women's match you'll hear about it in the news from last weekend a victory over rival Sporting because as soon as I watch that and I get my notes together there will be another special edition of Mr. Benfica for the ladies of course the Lady Aguias your only home for match reviews of Benfica's women's team that's right your only home that i have found at least english portuguese whatever language i have not found any other match reviews for the benfica women's team but you know the misters got you you know how i feel about the benfica women's team i am a huge fan of that of that team i'm a big big fan of the women's football department at benfica and I can't wait to break that one down. Also, I got to watch a little bit of uh, some Major League Soccer this week. I uh, haven't watched much Major League Soccer in the last couple of years. And let me tell you, um, really, something about Americans, and everyone does it. I'm guilty of this sometimes, too, here. But watching a television broadcast or listening to a podcast or listening to match analysis or a league magazine show regarding Major League Soccer, 
I cannot stand the overuse and the abuse of acronyms we use in the United States of America. TFC, LAFC, NYCFC. It, it's just, it's out of control. MLS, you know, it's, it's, it just drives me crazy. Um, you need a, you need a dictionary or, you know, a list of what all these acronyms, no. I watched a little bit of New York City versus Toronto FC. See, it's not that hard to, uh, to, to say the proper club names. Um, of course, Benfica's Keaton Parks in the starting 11 for New York City. However, it was the boys from the six, Toronto FC advancing, and uh, Major League Soccer now down to their last four teams. That's right, four teams left to fight for the Major League Soccer Championship, the MLS Cup. We got Toronto, we've got Atlanta United, the reigning champions in out west, LAFC, um, and Seattle, Seattle Sounders. Okay, so one of those four teams will be the MLS champion. Most of you I know, <laughs> it, it's not a big deal. Um, also, what I watched this week, and this this had me pretty psyched. Um, I'm sure many of you watched it. I caught the two Copa Libertadores semifinals, two fantastic matches. Uh, got those on the DVR. Was able to watch those after the fact. But, man, uh Boca Juniors winning 1-0 at home. Unable, though, to overturn a 2-0 deficit from the first leg. River Plate, their arch rivals, find their spot in the final. And they're going to play none other than JJ's Flamengo. That's right. I watched that game on Wednesday, and I actually stayed up. Okay, now keep in mind, I wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning, 2.30 in the morning. And the, the match kicked off at 8.35 uh, local time here in the evening. Um... I managed to stay awake. Funny story. I fell asleep actually right in the beginning of the match, and uh, my wife shuts the TV off, and and I wake up right away, and I'm like, "Hey, what are you doing? I'm watching that." And and all of a sudden, it's like I think that's a Portuguese thing. That's something I remember my my father doing when I was a kid. He'd fall asleep. I'd go change the TV, and right away, he'd wake up right away and say, "Hey, I was watching that." I Totally did the same exact thing. Um, now that now that uh, I'm in his shoes, so to speak. Um, but yeah, Flamengo crushing Grêmio. Let me tell you, here's what I like about Flamengo. Okay, and I'm gonna tie this back to Benfica because we've been talking all season about replacing João Felix. Okay, I believe that João Felix replacement is in that Flamengo team. However, I think we missed the train. I think we, it, it's left the station. Um, a kid by the name of Bruno Henrique. You got to see this kid play. Uh, he plays pretty much in the João Felix position for Flamengo. Man, if we had jumped on him a little bit earlier, he's now been called into the Brazilian national team. He's shining in the Copa Libertadores. Um, I think his his value just skyrocketed out of Benfica's price range. Um, but, man, what a player that kid is. Also, Gabi Gol on fire. He never had a chance with us. You know, Rui Vitoria never gave him a chance. Um, Gabi Gol is, is absolutely killing it there. Jarz uh, Azuz has himself a very, very good team. And like JJ teams always are, absolutely deadly on set pieces. So looking forward to the final of the Copa Libertadores. I know that the Jata Jata Carioca pro, um, project's been a little bit on hold. I'm gonna, I've decided I'm going to put that off until after the season when things slow down for me. All right. When, uh, you know, the work life slows down, the workflow, the hustle and grind slows down. And I have some time to, to produce some more, you know, podcasts. Uh, 
I'm thinking of going into a documentary uh, format, if you will. Or I'm going to try perhaps to do an audio documentary covering JJ's season first. Maybe his only, we'll see, season in Brazil. Um, but I do believe, and right now the plan is to do a match review of the Copa Libertadores final on the Park in the Bus Soccer Network. And I will certainly also um, upload the episode to this feed as well. And I haven't decided yet whether it's going to be in English or in Portuguese. Uh, listening to Jota Jota episode one now that it's been up there for a couple of months. Um, still not sure how I feel about the sound of my voice in Portuguese. So uh, we'll see. Stay tuned to this space to see what happens there if you're interested. But um, let's get right into it today. We got a lot of news to go over. So stay right there. Don't move a muscle. We've got Reconquista coming up after we pay a bill. And then we'll be right into the news. This is Mr. Benfica. I am the Mr. of course. And you can follow me at Twitter on at Benfica Mr. And on Instagram at Mr. Benfica. If you're a Facebook user, of course, search for the two words, Mr. Space Benfica, and that will bring you right to the show page. Stay right there. Don't move a muscle. Jornada sofrida, a glória da vitória tem que ser bem nutrida Na reconquista do que é nosso por direito Que não vi por fazer o que podia ter sido feito Se queres a nossa força sabes que estamos contigo Em casa ou fora nós somos o eterno abrigo Sabes que estamos contigo Nós somos o eterno abrigo Ouve a nossa voz O querer de todos nós Até que não se explica Carrega bem fica, carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz, o querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica Carrega bem fica, carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz, o querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica Carrega bem fica, carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz, o querer de todos nós Carregas sozinho em cada esquina um vizinho Sente o carinho do Algarve até ao Minho O vermelho pinta a Tuga e é isso o teu colinho Na reconquista do que é nosso por direito Que não vi por fazer o que podia ter sido feito Se queres a nossa força sabes que estamos contigo Em casa ou fora nós somos o eterno abrigo Sabes que estamos contigo Nós somos o eterno abrigo all right so in the news this week we've got a lot of it but the biggest news is bad news and it continues to be bad news 
And that is one of our top players, in my opinion, maybe our most important player. I've talked about this guy in all, in every single episode, essentially. Rafa Silva is out for the rest of 2019 with an abductor injury. Um, the same injury that sent him home from the national team in the last international break. And um, unfortunately... Rafa Silva will not play again in 2019, according to the medical bulletin um, from Befica's medical department. And I'm going to talk about this for a second. And um, this this doesn't sit well with me. Okay, this doesn't sit well with me. There's just uh, so many things wrong with this uh, situation with the Rafa. If, how how is it that Benfica send him to the national team, and it takes the national team's doctors to recognize a problem and send him back? Okay, we find out after that that the injury was a, occurred in the Stuball game. Now I'm hearing and reading, and I know it's all hearsay, and media says a lot of things and 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 whatnot. But now the story seems to be that the injury occurred for the first time uh, against Morenes. In, in Moreira dos Conagos. And um, so this is starting to be more of a nagging injury. Adductors and abductors, the groin essentially. That is a wear and tear injury. That is not a contact injury. Although um, I'm sure all the whacking he's taken from all the defenders and all of the opponents this season doesn't help, um, in my opinion at least. Well, perhaps you you disagree with me, um, but in my opinion, that this this is a wear and tear injury, and um, he wasn't ready to return. Yes, he he get he gets a goal. We'll get to that, um, but he was not ready to return. But Rafa was substituted off in the twentieth minute against Leon, and uh, would not obviously would not return. Um, and it looks like he will not return until after the new year. And this is this is very very uh, serious because Befica without Rafa, I'm not sure where we're gonna get uh, out of trouble now. Where where are we gonna go when nothing else is working? For weeks, the plan has been to give the ball to Rafa and watch him dribble. Um, Bruno Lage has a really really tall order ahead here in trying to get this unit going in the right direction. Who replaces him? Caio Lucas. Uh, Jota, some people are saying Tarapt now that Gabriel is back. Um, I don't know. I'm very interested to see where Bruno Lage is going to go with this. Jedson can also play there if necessary, Suppose uh, I would suppose. More so than, than in the position he's been put in in the last couple of games. But um, I decided that this would be the topic of a poll. So for the next week or so, the poll will be up on my Twitter. It's a Twitter poll where I ask who is most to blame or who has the most responsibility or blame in this Rafa injury, okay? Is it the referees in the Liga Nage for not protecting him? Is it is it the opponents in the Liga Nage for just whacking just absolutely whacking him out every game and taking him down, cutting him down, play after play. Is it Bruno Lage? Did Bruno Lage make a mistake in bringing him back too soon? Especially when squad rotation, for whatever reason, seems to be the theme in the Champions League. Why is the guy carrying the injury 
not the guy rotated. Yeah, yeah, I know. If he had sat Rafa, I would probably sit be sitting here criticizing him for sitting his best player. However, if he sat him because of an injury, an injury that's well documented. Remember, he came home from the Portugal national team without training because of this injury. Uh, I don't think I would be criticizing if those were the facts. But anyhow, is Bruno Lage to blame or is it the Benfica medical department? I've criticized them before. You know how I feel about the medical department. I don't understand why this team is so injured all the time. I don't understand why these injuries are always so much more serious than with other clubs. And this one right here, this one is not good. And... Um, how was he cleared to play by this medical department? Go to my Twitter, at Benfica Mister, and vote there. I have the poll up there. Tell me what who you think is most to blame. I'll reveal the results in one week's time on, epi on the episode that airs next week. Not on the episode about the women's match, which is going to come out before them, but episode 35, I'll, uh, I will share the results of that poll. Moving on. Some more disturbing news out of Benfica. Um, SAD administrator, Sociedad Autónoma Desportiva, basically the front office administrator for Benfica, Domingos Suárez de Oliveira, <sighs> makes a, a statement to, I think he was speaking to students at a business school, um, makes a statement saying that Benfica's current crest is great for him, but it's not good for China. Here we go again with the China. Here we go again with everything except football being in the priority of this club. Yes, if you're the administrator for the SAD, yes, business is your responsibility. However, he, he, as Benfiquistas are saying everywhere, okay? Um, first of all, let's see what they come up with with, with the rebranding or with a, a new new crest but it better look a heck of a lot like the current one one of his complaints he said was for example that there are six colors in the Benfica crest well each one of those six colors has a represents part of our history represents part of who we are it has meaning there is nothing on Benfica's crest that does not have meaning I don't want to see things omitted I don't want to see the et pluribus unum removed I don't want to see the SLB removed and the word Benfica put in although if that's the only change they do I could I could compromise there I don't want to see the tire wheel you know the bike wheel removed that is such a huge part of Befica's history and you know what I'm gonna do this because because I'm gonna plug a show because it's that good but Domingo Suarez de Oliveira you need to listen to Historia Gloriosa okay take get a history lesson from Nunu from Baquero and from Albert Miguel all right um, and you'll learn why everything on that emblem is there for a reason and this side should is in my opinion taking the wrong approach you again i'm beating a dead horse here but you want the asian market advance in the champions league put uh invest in the champions league put your best team on the pitch in the champions league that's how you're going to get an asian market if there's one to be gotten okay 
And that that really pissed me off. Also, in the same summit where he spoke, uh, Mr. Suarez Oliveira also talked about the naming of the Stadio de Luz, which, listen, if you can get several million for the naming of the Stadio de Luz, I'm not so against that because, you know what, I'm still going to call it a Stadio de Luz. So is every other Benfica. If you're an investor, if you're a, a business and you're going to pay 15, 20 million euros to have the stadium named, you're a fool. Because nobody's going to call it anything than what we call it now. Which is not even the stadium's name. It has always been, since the day it was erected, and its predecessor was erected in 1954, it is Estadio Sport Lisboa Benfica. Sport Lisboa Benfica Stadium. But do we call it that? Do any of us call it that? No. It's become endeared to us as Ustadio de Luz, the stadium, the Luz. Uh, stadium of Light is a poor translation because that's not uh, what it's named after the the location where it is found. Okay, Nossa Senhora de Luz, and um, Ustadio de Luz. It will always be Ustadio de Luz. I don't care what business puts their name on it. That that's that's my take on that one. Bruno Lage also came out in the news here. Um, in the press conference, and he was criticizing the state of the pitch at the Stade de Luz, even going so far as to blame Rafa's injury on the state of the pitch, as well as uh, Seferovic's knock and Chiquinho's injury as well. Um, Lige, in addition to Lige's comments, Leon defender Marcelo said that the pitch is, quote, unacceptable for a big club like Benfica. To have such a poor pitch, that's the exact quote. It is unacceptable for a big club like Mefica to have such a poor pitch. That is Leon defender Marcelo. Uh, Bruno Lage also would say, it doesn't give us the conditions that we need to circulate the ball. And it has um, it has factored in injuries to Chiquinho and Rafa. On a lighter note, better news this week. Benfica women's football beats Sporting 3-0 at the Stadio de Luz in front of just under 13,000 for a record crowd in the Liga BPE, a record crowd for an official match in Portugal. Not the record crowd we were hoping overall. That still belongs to the Solidarity match, the friendly match last year at the Castillo. Um but it's un it it's inevitable that that record will be broken as the stakes raise going forward. There'll be a pod on that on that match. Okay, like I said, coming into the space shortly in the next couple of days, a week at the latest. You'll get my review of that match, so I'm not going to spoil it here. Uh, Benfica also picked up victories this weekend in the U23s. Picked up uh, a victory in basketball, hockey, and volleyball. All right, moving forward to midweek, some more results. Benfica would lose 2-1 in UEFA Youth League to Leon at the Seychelles. But the rest of the day went well for the for Azagish as Benfica would win the opening game of the FIBA Europe Cup against the Dutch side Leiden in basketball with the final score 103-99 in overtime. Also, CEV Champions League in volleyball. Benfica goes to Bosnia and beats Maldas Breco 3-0 straight sets, I should say. 
in three straight sets, winning by scores of 22-25, 17-25, and 21-25. And now let's roll. And actually, before we move forward, the second leg in this round for volleyball will be on the 29th of October um, at the Pavilion de Luz, you know, the, in Lisbon there at the Stadio de Luz, in the pavilion or the arena, I should say. Um, and for those of you that are not familiar with how it works in volleyball, Benfica having won straight sets in uh, in Bosnia needs to only win one set to advance in this match. And now the the scores in this week's UEFA Champions League. Let's roll through them really quickly, starting with the matches from Tuesday, October the 22nd. Shakhtar Donetsk 2, Dinamo Zagreb 2, Atletico Madrid 1, Bayer Leverkusen 0, Juventus 2, Lokomotiv Moscow 1, Club Bruges 0, Paris Saint-Germain 5, Tottenham Hotspur 5, Red Star Belgrade 0, Galatasaray 0, Real Madrid 1, Olympiaco 2, Bayern München 3, and Manchester City 5, Atalanta continues to slide, continues to uh, flounder in Champions League with a 5-1 defeat, so Atalanta 1, Manchester City 5, moving to Wednesday, Ajax 0, at home to Chelsea's one RB Leipzig in our group two Zenit St. Petersburg one Internazionale two Borussia Dortmund nil Lille one Valencia one Benfica two Leon one we're talking about that one in this episode obviously Red Bull Salzburg two Napoli three Genk one Liverpool four and Slavia Prague one Barcelona two. Those were the results in match day three of the UEFA Champions League. All right, so stay right there. We're going to come back in just a moment. Um, and here is a treat for you guys before uh, we break down the match. Here is a little bit of music. And this music is from none other than Leon star Memphis Depay. Those of you who don't know, he is a hip-hop artist on his free time. He's got some some records up. T- take a look at his uh, his YouTube channel, and you can get his a lot of his music there. Here's a sample of a freestyle. Um, it's called 5 Milli. Uh, take a listen, and on the other side, we'll begin to break down this Benfica Leon match day three. UEFA Champions League match. Five million followers. You know, I appreciate the love. You know, y'all be watching me, y'all see the journey. God is great, isn't it? Hey. Five million talking followers. The new deal's gonna follow up. Call my agent, told him double up. The price real, we don't talk a lot. I bet it's free, still going viral. They be asking who's my idol. Boy, really got no idol, cause the world messy, no light. I read a post to pick off the Bible. Nation leaks, he was pushing for the final. Every game is a final. I see no haters, I go blind on them. Football pitch you like a zoo. Only lions is what I know. Football pitch you like a zoo. Hey, let me talk to you for a minute. Hey, check. I stay humble, but I'm next. You don't wanna see me flex. And why you on my Instagram? Catch a fight in Paris. Eh. Young king living lavish. Eh. Beck and Liam going savage. Eh. They be waiting for a hat trick. <laughs>
again, that was the sound of the very talented Memphis Depay. Um, he would make his mark in this game as well. We will be talking about Memphis Depay as the match goes on. But uh, anybody catch in there? He said something about the Nations League going to the final. Yeah, you went to the final. All right, Memphis. <laughs> he did go to the final, but somebody else lifted the cup. All right, let's get into this. All right, we it is match day three in the UEFA Champions League, and we are at the Stadio de Luz in Lisbon, Portugal. Of course, attendance of 53,035 on hand. The referee was the Slovakian Ivan Kruzliak. Let's go to the lineups for this match. All right, and we will start with the visiting Olympic Leon, of course, and they would start with Portugal international Anthony Lopes in goal. The back four in there, 4-4-2, the right back Leo Dubois. Center back pairing Marcelo and Jason Denier. And the left back was Youssef Kone. Four-man midfield starting on the right, Maxwell Cornet. Two uh, holding or double center midfielders. Lucas Toussart and Hussam Ayoar. Martin Terrier is the left midfielder. And up top, the strike pair of Moasa Dambele and Memphis Depay. Benfica coming out on paper at least with a different 4-3-3. Uh, a little bit of a change for Brunelage. Odis in goal as usual. The right back is Tomas Tavares, Ruben Dias, and Ferru. The center back pairing with Grimaldo playing as the left back. Florentino returns to the starting lineup as the holding central midfielder with Jetson to his right and Gabriel to his left. Up front, the trio attack with a surprising start for Rafa Silva. Remember, Rafa returned from national team duty very early, failed his medical, was sent back early with an adductor. Injury, he would not play against Cova de Piedad earlier uh, in the week in the Tassas Portugal, but would feature as a starter in this match. Um, this had me very, very concerned um, when I saw the, the lineup, and I'll get to more of that in just a moment. The, the central striker was Swiss assassin Harris Seferovic, and... Another surprise on the left, and it's not that surprising. Um, he has played; he's been featured in the Champions League, so it is a surprise, but it shouldn't be. But it is Franco Cervi returning to the starting eleven, um, playing on the left side. Uh, Bruno Lage would explain this later in the post-game press conference, and um, I think I've said it in the past, but it's 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 pretty clear. Uh, Cervi plays in the Champions League in a way to help make up for Grimaldo's uh, defensive deficiencies. Okay, Grimaldo, a great, great attacking left back, but in the Champions League where you're called on to defend more, Cervi does provide some cover there on the left side. And yes, I'm pronouncing his name Cervi. I know Portuguese announcers like to, to lose those size players' names, but the name is pronounced Cervi. It's not Cervi. But that's, you know, neither here nor there. Um, going back to talking about Rafa and him being in the starting lineup. Let me tell you, I was at work during this match, so I did not see this match live, although I tried to. <laughs> I had a tiny corner of my screen at work. Uh, I had my Fubo app opened, and I was watching 
BTV waiting for the lineups and I was watching actually Benfica's basketball team playing Leiden. I watched that match uh, or that game I should say. I saw most of the third quarter, all of the fourth quarter um, out of the corner of my eye. I saw the overtime but um, I did have to excuse myself when the starting 11 rolled across the bottom of the screen on BTV because um, very, I was very concerned about Rafa returning to the lineup this quickly and from the start. Same with Florentino. Florentino had just a few minutes against Cava de Piedad, and then he was right thrown back right into the mixer, um, and ex- you know, from the start. And I think perhaps the idea with with at least Rafa was that he was going to play for for sixty minutes or so, and then be subbed off. And I think that um, Bruno Lage wanted to get ahead in the match and not wait to bring him in towards the end. Um, I'm sure Bruno Lage is going to wish he had that decision back, uh, regardless of what was said in the press conference. Um, yes, Rafa delivers a, a spark right off the start, but um, makes you wonder if, if they're now saying he's out until February. That's the latest. And it makes you wonder if three points in this match were really worth losing your best player for four months. And, I mean, Bruno Lage is in a tough position. He's in a damned-if-you-do, damned-if-you-don't situation. Now, he's kind of made this situation for himself, okay, by the way that the first two matches went and by the way that the lineups went in the first two matches. Um, if he doesn't start Rafa, he's going to get hammered by everybody saying that here he is, playing a weaker team in the Champions League, not playing his best players, not going for the victory. Um, he decides to play with Rafa from the start. Of course, Rafa coming off an injury, was it the best Was it the best decision? And again, this medical team, how is Rafa cleared to play this match? Much less, like, were there not instructions, you know, and anybody who's been on a sideline, at a club or in a team wherever where there's a uh, a proper medical staff you get an update that this guy is fit to play 20 minutes uh, that a guy's fit to play 30 minutes that he's 75% fit 60% fit whatever the numbers were how in the world was it agreed and allowed to happen that that this player coming off an injury like that would would be rolled out right from the first minute. I don't believe the plan was ever for him to play 90 minutes, but, uh, you know, the club took a gamble in running him out early on, and we'll get to to the match and see how that played out. By now, I'm sure most of you know, but let's listen to a sound clip from BR Football and uh, hear some of the key moments from the early moments of the game within the first couple of minutes. All right, so here's what it sounded like around the world in English. Attracted to the ball, none of them attracted to the deadly Rafa Silva. 
So it is Rafa Silva in the fourth minute, putting Befica ahead 1-0 there in front of the 53,000 at the Stadio de Luz. And um, early on in making Bruno Lage look like a genius as um, the 4-3-3 on paper quickly uh, f- it became it morphed into a 4-4-2 and Rafa actually playing as the supporting forward and uh, playing in behind Seferovic. And um, as you heard there in the scuffle, he found a way to land the ball in the back of the goal past Anthony Lopes. Chervi capitalized on some dreadful defending there from Leon and a number of players got attracted to the ball before before. Chervi could slip the ball to his teammate on the right side of the box. Rafa gives Befica the lead. Leon make a mess trying to clean up as an attack seems to break down on the edge of the box. It was Chervi latching on to the loose ball, playing it to Rafa into space on the right. The winger takes a touch and then rifled a low effort pass Lopsch into the far corner. 1-0 to Befica. The crowd is excited. Um... The goal is the first Benfica have scored in the UEFA Champions League uh, this season where starting players have been involved. So Rafa, the first starter to score a goal this season in the UEFA Champions League for Benfica. Their previous two goals were both scored and assisted by, by substitutes. So this was the first goal that was scored and assisted by a starter. Uh, in the sixth minute, it was Rafa again. He tried to grab his second as he had a pop from outside the box, but curled it narrowly past the top right corner. Benfica starting out uh, on fire. In the ninth minute, Rafa playing in support of Seferovic. Um, it becomes apparent that Jetson is playing as a right-sided midfielder in a 4-4-2, and that also makes sense because Jetson um, is a bit better defensively uh, than Pizzi, and I think he was also there to provide some cover for the young Tomas Tavares. Um, as I think, I think Bruno Lage was trying to not get exploited by his outside backs. Uh, opponents have attacked Befica on the outside in this Champions League. They've exploited the the lack of natural defending ability there. Um, and like I said, Grimaldo is a world class player going forward, but leaves much to be desired defensively. And of course, Tomas Tavares is like 19 years old and um, very inexperienced still. In the 10th minute, the referee goes to his pocket and shows a yellow card to Leon defender Marcelo for making a crunching challenge on Seferovic. The yellow card is deserved. However, 12th minute, uh, momentum starting to shift. Leon win a corner down the right with, um, excuse me, but the delivery from... To the edge of the box is missed by everyone. The chance was wasted. 14th minute, Cornet gives away a cheap foul that ends up in a promising, a promising looking Leon attack. And I should say it ends a promising looking Leon attack. Grimaldo did well to get himself between the man and the ball. There, 16th minute, there's a bizarre mishap. <laughs> and this is this uh, was in the memes going around the world after the match. But uh, Rafa was down, and he launches the referee who was running backwards. The referee trips over the winger and tumbles to the turf. There's a friendly exchange between the two. No hard feelings, however. Um, 
<laughs> some of the foreign media, the English-based media, uh, who didn't really do much of their homework on Benfica, started to suggest that perhaps this was where Rafa picked up an injury. Um, Rafa has, let me tell you, Rafa has been carrying an injury now for a couple of weeks. And um, again, go to at a Benfica Mister my Twitter page and vote to who you think is to blame for this Rafa injury. And I will read the results next week. Um, but Rafa's been carrying this injury. Some people think that the the pitch has been blamed. I didn't list that as a as a option because to me that's not necessarily valid this was not a one-off injury this is a nagging injury this is a wear and tear injury in my opinion so I'm not as bad as the turf was as bad as the pitch was I'm not gonna say that it's not the first time they played on a horrible pitch let's just say that and I don't think it was the the cause of this injury in the 18th minute, the ball is whipped in from the left, and Vlakudimic has to be on alert. Odi palms the ball away to safety. Uh, Gabriel then gives away a foul in a dangerous position on Awar, but the delivery would eventually come to nothing. 19th minute, a big miss as Seferovic is on the end of a Benfica counterattack after Denier. Uh, can't find the target with his header. He finds himself at a tight angle to the left of the goal, pulls the trigger, but his effort ends up very, very wide of the target. It's not far off from being a throw-in, so uh, we've we've all seen those kind of shots from Seferovic. He tries to have a go at goal, and the ball nearly goes out for a throw-in. It's so off of the mark, and then it would be the 20th minute where it, Rafa could not go any further. Um, Bruno Lage forced to the bench in the 20th minute. It is Peasy coming on to replace his buddy Rafa. Um, and with that, uh, Peasy comes in, but that Befica right there loses a lot of speed on the pitch. And Rafa looking good um, in that in that supporting forward role. Uh, unfortunately. Um, I think Brunelage made a mistake here in that he moved Peasy to the outside mid position and had Jedson uh, play where Rafa had been playing. I would have done the. I would have kept. I would have had Peasy playing there. I know Peasy doesn't have the speed, but Peasy's the best passer of the ball we have in the squad. Okay, Peasy plays between the lines. He's much better at that than he is at just uh, going out wide because in a 4-4-2 the wide midfielder has to play more as a traditional winger than what PZ likes to play. Okay, PZ in the Portuguese league is one thing where he can start wide, drift inside and he can be very dangerous going forward that way. However, in the Champions League, the teams are much more um much stronger, much better prepared, much more able to cope with um, the playmaking skills of PZ or of a Rafa or anyone else who's starting on a wide position coming inside. Um, I think, especially with hindsight being 2020, I think PZ would have done just fine playing in behind Seferovic. And um, because PZ also in a 4-4-2 does not give you anything coming back. Okay, PZ does not have the lungs to go up and down the pitch for the for the entire match. 70 minutes is what he was going to be called on here. Jetson, on the other hand, strong lungs. He's got, like they say, Tempulmo. He uh, he can run up and down the field. He's a box-to-box player. Much more natural for him to convert to an outside midfielder than to convert to a second forward. But uh, Bruno Lage made that switch. 
22nd minute, Odie gives away a corner cheaply as he tries to control a pass on his thigh before playing it and then then slices the ball straight into touch. Nothing comes of the corner kick, fortunately, and in the 24th minute, Cervi is released into the Leon box but is crowded out and is forced backwards. The visitors then get organized and get the and the chance is lost for Benfica. 26th minute referee again goes to the book. This time it's Dembele. Snaps into a sliding challenge on Ruben Dias and catches the defender picking up a yellow card as a result. 27th minute it is Denier making an absolute hash of a dealing with a cross and it allows it to bounce through his legs right onto the path of the Swiss player of the year, Seferovic, behind him. However, the striker isn't expecting, and it pings him. It pings off him as and well and through the goalkeeper. 29th minute here. We got Kone lining up one from distance, but the fullback's ambitions are blocked away. 30th minute, another big save for Odie on a Cornet, as Cornet, I should say, bears down on goal, but the shot stopper is out quickly, closes the angle, and sends the effort over the bar. 34th minute, Benfica are looking a little stickier now as they push forward, but they've struggled to keep the ball for long periods of time. Benfica really had some struggle with possession in this match, and uh, at the end when we go to the goal point and we go to the statistics, um... We'll, we'll take a look at that a little more closely. And um, as you know how I feel about possession without context, I really don't care who has the possession. But later on, we'll talk about where Befica possessed the ball. In addition to not having a lot of it, where they were when they were possessing the ball really um, made a difference in this match. Uh, 37th minute, the ball is over the goal. It is Tomas Tavares does really well down the right. He cuts back into the box. Putting it on a plate for Seferovic. The striker gets it all wrong, however. Leaning back, firing well over the ball. What a waste from the Swiss player of the year. And 38th minute, once again, a yellow card to Leon. This time it is Kone catching Tavares in the face with a swinging arm as the pair jostle for the ball. And the left back is duly booked. He's the third Leon uh, player to go into the book in the first half. But that would change in the 41st minute when it's Peasy going into the book. He catches the heel of Terrier and is the next player to be shown the yellow card. The referee certainly isn't holding back on his bookings in this one. And now 45th minute here trying to get to halftime as Benfica are trying to clamp down. Leon are ramping up the pressure as they look for the equalizer before the half. It's 45 plus 2 Depay stands over a free kick after drawing a foul, but he blazes it well over the bar. Not long enough, uh, lot long left in the half as the final seconds will trickle away. 45 plus 3, the final whistle, or I should say the halftime whistle blows. Befica lead after Rafa's early strike. They made the most of the, some poor Leon defending, but it's been a relatively easy, even contest. And with clear-cut chances few and far between, it's 1-0 Benfica at the break. Leon, however, had seen more of the ball in the first half, but not created much with it. While Benfica 
a little bit more dangerous in possession. The game is still there for anyone to take, though, and if anyone was overly confident with Benfica's lead at this point, uh, they should have known better. All right, we're going to quickly go pay a bill, okay, and we will be right back with the analysis of the second half. This is Mr. Benfica. I am, of course, the Mr. Mike Agustinu on Twitter at Benfica Mr. and on Instagram at Mr. Benfica. Uh, if you're a Facebook user again, don't forget to search two words, Mr. Space Benfica, and you can see all of the information regarding the show there. I'll be right back with the second half. Welcome back to Mr. Benfica, episode 33. Merci, Anthony. I am the Mr. Mike Agostinho on Twitter, at Benfica Mr. on Instagram, at Mr. Benfica, of course. And we're going to get ready for the second half. So, uh, without further ado, the game is back underway in Lisbon here. 48th minute, Leon look comfortable in possession. And they're pushing their back line high up the field, forcing Befica to retreat into their own half. You can see right away coming out of the coming out of the halftime um, out of the locker room, Rudy Garcia had his team a little bit more focused than Bruno Lage did, and it makes me ask and beg the question. Where's that Benfica from last year? Where is the the team that came out of Bruno Lage's halftime speech and just came out flying at the start of the second half? Last year, you could put down your money, okay, and you could take whatever odds the house has given you that Benfica would score in the first quarter of an hour of the second half. You could You could absolutely bet on it. That has not been the case this season. I've... I'm wondering what there's a couple of theories I have as to what's going on with this side. I think a lot of it is um it's not just you can see Bruno Lage's frustrated. To me when I look at him, he it looks like the the players are not doing what he's asking of them. I really I really think that. And I'm not just trying to defend the manager. Um I've talked, you know, this is episode 33 and all, you know, 30 plus episodes about how much I I like his his management style. I like the way he was coaching. But little by little, he seems to be losing this team a little bit. He looks frustrated. It looks like they're not carrying out what he's what he's asking. I don't believe that he forgot how to coach or forgot how to manage in the space of a couple of months. I think um, the message is growing old, perhaps. I think the locker room is not the same. Uh, it's does not have the same culture it had one year ago. And it's becoming obvious. Uh, Jonas was a huge part of that locker room. Luizão is gone. Jonas is gone. You know, uh, Fasia is still there, but he he's no longer a real contributor. Samaris, I you all know how I feel about Andrea Samaris, okay? And um, he's not you know he's not playing at this point. He played against Cova the Piedad a little bit, but you know his presence is certainly not felt, and it looks like the players are not responding to the manager anymore. They look very much like they did at the end of the Rui Vitoria run. Bruno Lage has to find a way to improve this culture. And I think the board has a lot has a lot of blame in this as well because they did not bring in any of these guys to replace those personalities in the locker room. Um, it's not always just about the on-the-pitch performance. It's not just about what a player can bring to you on the pitch. There is more that makes up the dynamic of a football team. 
And I think Befica, in this January transfer market that's coming up in a couple months or so, they need to get some personalities in here. They need a, it doesn't have to be a world beater on the pitch, but it needs to be a Luizão type, a, a Samaris, a Jonas, a Julius Cesar. These type of experienced players that come in and just command the respect of the locker room and become like an extension of the coaching staff. Befica's not playing well, okay? This result does not change the fact that there is a lot that still needs to be worked on in this team. There's a lot that needs to be fixed, okay? And um, this second half was a struggle. Let's let's make no mistake about it. This second half was a struggle against this Olympic Lyon team that is struggling themselves. Only one win in their last 10 matches, okay? In the 50th minute, the visitors certainly are the team looking more focused and their delivery has, although their deliveries let them down just a little bit on a couple of occasions, the ball as the ball's been worked wide. 52nd minute, it is Seferovic trying to play Jetson in behind the high line. But the delivery is late and Jetson is called offside. The referee assistance flag goes right up. Uh, Befica struggling to get out of their own half. Befica lack what I see from this team this year is an inability to recognize a time when they need to go a little bit more direct. Okay, there are times when you're struggling to get out of your end. You're, you've got the lead. That ball needs to be knocked along and reset. The team needs to be reorganized. Let's push the line of confrontation up the pitch. Okay, meet Leon further up the pitch and try to win the ball there. When you're struggling to get out of your end, it's not the time to try to string together 38 passes uh, to work the ball up and and you know and and try to tiki taka your way th across the pitch. Uh, 54th minute, a sloppy pass out of the back. It's Benfica again, sloppy, um, and it goes. Excuse me, this was this was Leon playing sloppy here, as my notes are deceiving me. Right, <laughs> uh, Benfica pounce on the loose ball and get on the front foot. It's worked wide to Grimaldo on the left. Who goes around? Who goes to ground after the challenge? But he is not awarded the free kick. the The left back is not pleased, but the Slovakian referee using the universal signal for get up. Rudy Garcia will go to his bench next in the 56th minute as Thiago Mendes will come in and replace Martin Terrier. All right, and a minute later. It is a block from Ruben Diaz. I saw this one live from my desk at work. Uh, I peeked in and saw this block with his face. Ruben takes one right to the face as Tussard thumbs, thumps an effort on goal after working a yard of space. But the center back's timely intervention sees the effort deflected away. Uh, it would take a minute um, to get Ruben back up and going. And in the 59th minute, Jedson is shaking his head as he goes into the referee's book for catching Dubois late when the fullback was attempting to play the ball. The yellow card tally now five in this match. And Bruno Lage will go to the bench in the 59th minute as Seferovic, another largely ineffective performance from the Swiss man. And he will be replaced by my cousin Vinicius. Okay, disclaimer, he's not... 
actually my cousin. I actually got some tweets and some direct messages asking if I was related. No, I'm referencing a movie from the 1990s. My cousin Vinny, my cousin Vinicius. All right, that's gonna be my nickname for this guy. Um, no, he's not my blood cousin. That's ridiculous. <laughs> but anyway, it is my cousin Vinicius coming in for Seferovic in the 59th minute, 61st minute now. Benfica are growing back into the game after withstanding Leon's spell of dominance, and Leon failed to produce anything meaningful. However, we move to the 63rd, and it is Minj taking the wrong option as Leon pour forward into attack. He chooses to attempt a very speculative shot from distance rather than playing the ball down the line, and it goes nowhere. But the the pressure continues, 64th minute. Cornier drives down the right and fires an effort at goal that is deflected up over Vlacodimos, but it pings off the back of the bar and back into play. Dembele is at the back post to revive it, but he slips as he swings at the volley, and the chance is gone. Leon will go to the substitutes bench in the 66th. Rudy Garcia deciding to bring on Bertrand Traore in replacing... Maxwell Cornet. And Traore's first contribution is to cut inside in the 67th from the right and fire an effort at goal outside the box after good work from Depay to feed him. But the effort is blocked in the 69th minute. Tomas Tavares produces a lovely bit of skill uh, to beat his man when pressed against the line, but he under he undoes his all his good work with a woeful cross that is shanked straight out of play. That brings us to the 70th minute, and take a listen here. And there it was, uh, none to my su surprise. <laughs> I saw that one coming as I was watching the match. And uh, like I said, I was at my desk pretending to work while I was watching this guy in the cubicle next to me, a big football fan as well. Uh, he, he he got the alert on his phone before I saw it on my screen and looked over and I, I knew exactly what was coming. And there it was, um, Dubois producing an excellent cross from the right side allowing the Depay to simply steer the ball across Odie and into the goal. Uh, Depay brings Leon level. Dubois crosses from a slightly deeper position on the right, and he finds Depay at the back post. Memphis beats young Tomas Tavares to the ball. Get uh, The young right back lets the experienced uh, player get goal side of him, and from there, there was nothing that Odi Vlacodimo could do, 
Um, there was a VAR check for offside, but the VAR the goal was confirmed by the VAR. It is 1-1, and that was the sound um, of that goal you just heard there. And Memphis uh, gets his name on the score sheet, and Leon at this point really looked the team that is uh, much more likely to get the winner uh, than our Benfica. And in the 71st minute, uh, like I said, there was a brief delay for the VAR check, but the goal stands. 73rd minute, Depay has now been involved in eight goals in his eight Champions League starts for Leon in the group stages. Four goals, four assists now in his career in the Champions League group stages. 75th minute, Tomas Tavares pops up in a central position, drives toward the edge of the box, but the right back takes a few too many touches, and he has his pocket picked. Um, unfortunately for Leon, fortunately for us, uh, nothing comes of it as the French side were unable to capitalize on the young defender's mistakes. 77th minute, um, the note comes across that none of Benfica's last 31 home Champions League matches have seen either side scoring more than two goals. And this one looks set to follow that trend. Benfica at home in the last five seasons in this Champions League competition, five, four, five seasons, something like that, have been absolutely woeful. I mean, Benfica... Ever since Rui Vitoria's first season when they found themselves in the in the quarterfinals, you know, and pushing Bayern Munich to the limit, they have not been good in this competition. And um, this season, it, it, it hasn't been good. The play has not been good. I'm not going to sit here just because of a result and, and say that everything is roses. No, nothing's over. And Befica have more than enough quality to turn this around. But at this point in time, very, very disappointing from what we're seeing from the Portuguese champions in this competition. 78th minute, Bruno Lage will go to the bench again. And uh, it is the end of the day for Franco Cervi. He comes off in a tactical switch. On comes Spanish Raul de Tomas RDT. Of course, as you know by now, in the Champions League, he is not allowed to wear his initials. So on the back of his jersey, it says R de Tomas. And not just the RDT that we see in the Liga. Um, and Benfica hoping to get something going here. Um, Lige is looking for a winner in the final stages of the game. But in the 80th minute, it is Odie saving the day as Memphis Depay, once again, the goal scorer of the first goal, cuts inside from the left and curls an absolute beauty towards the top right corner. But... but Vlacodimos is equal to it and palms it aside for the save of the match. And um, two minutes later, it's Leon again, this time wide as O.R. goes for, for a reverse shot towards the near post, but he drags it wide of the corner. But, and um, like I said, right now, if you're watching this, you are expecting, um, and if you're a gambling man like my coworker to the side, your money is going on on Leon to to find a winner, but take a listen here and take a let's see what happens here. Um, this is the sound from BR Football as um, the game will just turn on its head here in the closing stages. Have a listen.
instinctive. That is brilliant. And that is 2-1 Benfica. And there you have it. The go-ahead goal, eventual winning goal by PZ. And it was an absolute gift from Anthony Lopes. That is why this episode is called Merci, Anthony. Um, really comes out against the run of play out of nowhere. Um, the ball gets knocked long into uh, Leon's area. Lopes comes out. He wins it. He's trying to restart it quickly as Leon are trying to push for the winning goals. See, both teams already knew that Leipzig had already won their match. Uh, Leipzig were going to be top of the group with six points. For Leon, they had a chance to go top of the group themselves. If they could have gotten a winner, they would have had seven points and put themselves top. It would have effectively um, eliminated Benfica. Really, Benfica with the draw probably... Um, we're all but eliminated, but Anthony Lopes, the Luso-French goalkeeper who has represented the Portuguese national team, European champion as the backup for Portugal, um, gives Benfica a lifeline without meaning to. Um, and, you know, the club has come out since in defense of him. He is a, a really a true legend at Olympic Lyon now. All these years he has been such a solid hand and goal for them, but this is a rare mistake from Anthony as um, as he collects the ball. He tries to throw a quick, like we said, for a teammate in a central position, overshoots it. It goes straight to Peasy, who clips it first time and puts it in the goal as Benfica gifted the winner. And let's be clear about one thing, though. Yes, this is a gift, but let's give credit where credit's due as well. Especially when a player has not been playing all that well recently, as PZ has not. It takes a real bit of class to hit this ball first time where he was and to direct it at goal. Um, how many times do we see players in that same exact situation have a go at it and put it in the 18th row or put it out for a throw-in? So PZ shows the class even in poor form. He had found two goals earlier in the week against Cova de Piedad and now finds another goal here as, um, you know, it, it's time for PZ to, 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 to drag himself out of, his, out of his slump. And, you know, form is temporary, but class is forever. And PZ shows a bit of class here, putting this ball into the empty goal, giving Lopes no chance to get back and... Um, try to save it. Benfica go ahead 2-1 to one as the stadium erupts. An absolute lifeline for Benfica in this competition. It was all but over at this point. Um, if Benfica come out of this match with just one point, uh, they it would be very bleak and very uh, unlikely that they would see the next stage of the competition. As it is, it's still going to be a long shot, but at least now they're in the contention to, if nothing else, find their way into that third position and keep the European season going in the spring in the Europa League. But um, no French side has ever won away at uh, at the Stadio de Luz in a European official European match. Uh, Benfica in 14 attempts now against French sides at home. Benfica have 10 victories and 4 draws. 10 different teams failing to win at the Stadio de Luz. Leon now set to succumb to the same fate. Rudy Garcia will go to his bench in the 88th minute and bring on Jeff Rene Adelaide as he will replace Hossam Auyuar. 
And in the ninth, 90th minute, Leon throwing everybody forward as they desperately search for a second equalizer. 90th plus two. It is Memphis Depay again, uh, beating Tomasz Tavares following a corner. Stands up across, or I should say stands across up to the back post for Marcelo's header, but his looping effort sails over the top. 90th plus four. Leon are huffing and puffing. But just can't create that last chance. There are some tired legs out there. And both sides are struggling to get to the finish line. But then we hear this. The full-time whistle blows. Benfica winning 2-1 at home, picking up three points, three very crucial points in this Champions League. And Rafa opens the scoring, as we said, inside the first five minutes with a low effort from inside the box. Memphis Depay pulls the visitors level in the second half. And then it is PZ getting the winner five minutes before the, before the 90th. And uh, Benfica will take three points. Leon drop their first uh, their first defeat this thus far in the Champions League this season. This group is all over the place. Benfica will be visiting Tondela on Sunday. It'll probably have already taken place by the time you hear this, but I didn't misspeak earlier when I when I gave you the kickoff time. The match will kick off eleven o'clock Eastern time here in the United States. It'll be. 3 p.m. Portuguese time. That is because Daylight Savings ends tonight in Portugal um, with Daylight Savings still having another week here in North America. Um, Leon will will host Mets this weekend in their Ligue 1 uh, run as they continue to struggle in the league. And let's go now to the goal point ratings and see uh, who were the best players and see what the stats story will tell for this match. And with the goal point ratings now in front of me, let's begin with the French side and their ratings starting in goal. Anthony Lopes with a 3.5. Wonder what it would have been if not for that, that um, horrible mistake. Uh, across the back, Dubois, 5.8. Marcelo, 5.7. Denier, 6.3. And Kone, 5.1. In midfield, Cornet, 5.4. Tossart, 4.9. Ayuar, 5.6. And Terrier, 5.9. Up front, Dambele, 4.6. And the man of the match in this uh, match, according to, according to the goal point, according to FOTMOB, and according... Uh, to most of the people watching the match, Memphis Depay, a 7.5. A very, very good performance from the Dutch international in this one. Benfica's ratings now. Odie, 5.1 in goal. Tomas Tavares, 5.0. Ruben Dias, 5.8. Ferru, 5.9. Grimaldo, 5.6. Midfield, Jetson, 4.7. Florentino, 5.0. Gabriel in his return, 5.6. Chervi 6.0, Seferovic 4.5, and Befica's top performer, despite only playing 20 minutes, 
was Rafa with 6.5. We look at the substitutes for Benfica as well. PZ earning a 6.3 and a goal off of the bench, while Carlos Vinicius 4.8 and Raul de Tomas 5.1. Some of the stats in this one. Shots on goal, or shots I should say. Benfica 7, Leon 15. Each team with two shots on goal. Shots from inside the area, three for Benfica, eight for Leon. Passes, 419 passes for Benfica, 538 for Leon. Uh, pass efficiency, 76.6% for Benfica, 86.2% for Leon. Um, the efficiency for vertical passes, 56% of Benfica's passes that were vertical were completed, while Leon had a a very good 68.5% um, efficiency for vertical passes. 10 crosses, 222. Uh, Benfica with 10, of course. Leon with two, with 22. Corners, Benfica not a single corner kick in this match, while Leon had six. Uh, duels won, 56-51. The edge also to the French side. Uh, fouls. Benfica with 15 fouls committed, while Leon had 18. Uh, to each team was offside twice. And possession, my favorite statistic, of course, 43% to 57%. The advantage to the French side, um, as you can see, Leon won basically the, every single statistical category. So when they say they're a little hard done by the result, I happen to agree with them. Okay, I think Benfica really stole some point, at least two points in this one. Um, we'll look at some more of the statistical numbers here. Um, actually, we, we went through all of them there. Um, there was one stat that I had here, and I'm looking for it right now. I saw it earlier. But it really, sh and here it is. It um, was tweeted by Goalpoint, and where it is is... The area of the field where Benfica would possess, okay? Benfica, as of the 60th minute, and this would change maybe a little bit in the last half hour, but it was tweeted by Goal Point that Benfica had very, very little possession in the central corridor of the pitch. Most of Benfica's possession coming in their own half, and most of it in the wide corridors, either to the right or the left. Uh, Leon really controlling the territory in this match. And also, one real positive for Benfica, also goal point pointed it out, was in the first half, Ferru did not, did not miss one single pass. He had a 100% pass efficiency. And if you go to goal point, they tweeted it out at um, 1546 uh, Portuguese time. They had a tweet on the 23rd of October, of course, during this match. And it shows every single accurate pass, you know, on a map on the field that Fehu would make um, a good a good performance for Fehu in this one. All right, let's see what the manager had to say. Let's listen to Bruno Lage for a moment. Lá vem a rotação outra vez, mas acaba por ser bem sucedido desta vez, ao contrário do que aconteceu nas duas primeiras jornadas da Liga dos Campeões. Pergunto-lhe se prova aqui também um ponto de vista e se, se mostra que é por aqui o caminho para ser bem sucedido nesta, nesta fase da prova. Não, não é nesta fase, não, isto não, não é rotação. Isto é, 
é a nossa forma de trabalhar. Por vezes, quando as coisas acontecem bem, resultam. Quando não acontece tão bem, não resulta. Mas nós pensamos sempre fazer o nosso melhor. Vamos recordar a primeira jornada. Imagine o Servi na cara do Guarra-Redes e faz o gol. Imagine o Rafa hoje não fazer o gol. Estamos a falar de forma diferente. Por isso, eu entendo que se tem que fazer a análise daquilo que é a nossa prestação enquanto equipa técnica, enquanto jogadores, em função do resultado. Mas há outras coisas que se levantam e a nossa forma de trabalhar é, primeiro, treinar os nossos jogadores da melhor forma, entender muito bem quais são as suas características, como ligá-los, como criar um coletivo em que tem uma ideia, mas também que vive das características individuais de cada de cada, de cada de cada um deles e depois em função do adversário da estratégia decidir 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 pelo melhor e, e essa, essa é a nossa forma de trabalhar so that's a clip from the post game presser um, from the Mr. Bruno Lage and I will translate this one for you uh, the question comes from Jorge Domingos of RTP he asks or he begins with the statement most fans when they saw the starting 11 today, said, here we go again with squad rotation. Um, this time the result was different, however. Does tonight prove a point, and will you could will things continue this way at this stage of the competition? Bruno Lige responds, no. No, it's nothing to do with this stage. This is not squad rotation, he says. This is our way of working. When things, when things go well, the result shows. When they don't, it doesn't. Imagine in the first match if Chervi scores his opportunity when he's face-to-face -face with the goalkeeper. Imagine today Rafa not scoring. Two very, very different stories had those situations worked out differently. He goes on to say, my job is to, by training, select the best 11 to carry out our, our ideas and game plan and to develop the strategy for our specific opponents. So Bruno Lage says this is not squad rotation. And, um, you know, we I've hammered him about this when it comes to the, the Champions League. You've listened to me this season. Um, makes a little bit of sense what he's saying. I listened to the whole 14 minutes of the, the press conference. Um, obviously, I was not going to play 14 minutes for you and then, and then translate 14 minutes worth of... Uh, of comments, but he does say also that uh, Chervi has a very specific job, and like I said, Chervi provides defensive cover. Jetson provides defensive cover. Benfica cannot play the Champions League the way they play the Liga. That's true. They can't come out as naive. They can't come out. I know fans want to see them go forward, and yes, they got to go forward. However, they can't leave themselves overexposed. So it looks like the manager is trying to balance all of this. And, um, well, today it worked out, or I should say on the night it worked out. Benfica now have three points. Let's uh, go to the standings here. We are in Group G, of course. RB Leipzig, our top of the group. Two wins and a draw. Six points. Four goals scored. Four goals allowed. A zero goal difference. Uh, second right now, Zenit St. Petersburg. One win, one draw, one defeat. Four points. Five goals scored. Four goals allowed. So a plus one goal difference. Olympique Lyon also on four points. Also one win, one draw, one defeat. Four goals scored, three allowed. One plus one goal difference as well. And we're bringing up the rare, but now at least within contact of the teams in front of us, we have Benfica. 
one win, two defeats, four goals scored, six allowed, so a negative two goal difference, but three points, only one point behind Zenit and Leon, three matches to play, um, still everything to play for in this group, and there's still plenty of time for things to turn around, so certainly I'm not giving up on Benfica just yet, this was, these were three huge points. All right, let's go to the stats here. I'm just going to give you the top scorers in the Champions League as it stands right now. Six goals, Erling, Braut, Haaland of RB, I'm sorry, of Red Bull Salzburg has six goals. He's top. Robert Lewandowski of Bayern Munich has five and then we have four guys with four goals. It's Raheem Sterling of Man City, Serge Gnabry of Bayern Munich, Miroslav Orsic of Dinamo um, Zagreb, and, of course, Harry Kane of Tottenham Hotspur, also with four goals. The upcoming fixture list looks like this for Befica. All right, so we got... Tondela coming up Sunday, the 27th of October, of course, on the road. Wednesday, the 30th of October, Benfica are home to Portimonense in the Liga Nage in a Wednesday night midweek Liga matchup. Um, next weekend, a big, big one. Benfica home to Rio Ave. Rio Ave um, having themselves a pretty good season. And Rio Ave, it, this is, their visit to the Luge uh, creates a very interesting uh Teacher versus student matchup, if you will, as the teacher, Carlos Carvalhal, brings his Rio offside into Benfica to face, into, I should say, the Stadio de Luz, to face his former pupil, Bruno Lage, um, and, uh, and Carlos Carvalhal's staff features Bruno Lage's brother, uh, Luiz Nascimento. Luis Lige Nascimento. Um, so that will be an interesting matchup. The storylines will be there. Uh, very tough week ahead. And it doesn't stop there because just a few days later, Tuesday, November the 5th, Befica are at it again, this time on the road in France at Olympique Lyon. That's the next four matches coming at you in the next week and a half. This is an absolutely crazy fixture list coming up. Um, fixture congestion galore. Benfica need all hands on deck. Um, also reported late after I started report after I started recording this episode, so it's a little bit of an update. Otherwise, this would have been in the news segment. But Chiquinho has been convocado. He's on the squad list for the Tondela match. Um, but he probably, I've read, it's it's likely he won't see the pitch until the Portimonense match. But that is huge with the Rafa out. Um, Jota also in there. And uh, RDT was left off the squad list. Looks like he's picked up a knock. Um, again, very, very, very tough couple of weeks ahead this month of November until we get to the international break there after um, after after November 10th. November 10th is the last day before the international break. If you could have five matches in this short window and um, they need maximum points. Um, also, just um, programming note, like I said, Episode 34 will be coming soon. It's a review of the Benfica women's match versus Sporting at what I'm now calling the only place to find match reviews of Benfica women's football. All right. Tell everyone you know, okay, about this match. Um, I work very hard on these women's matches. 
And I'll tell you why, because I have all these tools for the men's matches. I have the Fup Mob app. I have the Goal Point. I have ESPN if I need it. I've, there's so many tools to get statistics and, and to get um, uh, a running list of events and to get exact uh, stati- exact numbers for these matches. When I do these women's matches, none of that exists, sadly. Um, there's nowhere to find the stats other than within the broadcast should they um, give them. They don't always because BTV does not have the... They're not producing the matches. The matches are produced by Canal Oz. And um, therefore, you know, I have to go on just what I see. So it takes a lot longer to watch and to analyze those matches. But I really, really put a lot of work into the Benfica women's matches and I really, really um, those are some of the episodes I'm most proud of and they do take a lot of extra work but you know what the girls deserve it that's the hashtag alright so that is coming your way in episode 34 episode 35 will be next weekend uh, probably Saturday night I'm gonna I, I'm debating whether or not to cover just the first two matches of the week and then do another one for the Hiwav match uh, I'm not sure yet, so stay tuned to the social media to find out uh, when the next episode, when that episode, I should say, will drop and um, what exactly we will be covering. But one way or another, we will cover these matches. All right, and don't forget to go to my Twitter page now, at Benfica Mister, and vote in my Twitter poll, okay? And I'll read it to you right now. With my The Twitter poll reads like this. With Rafa out now injured until 2020, who bears the majority of the blame slash responsibility? Option A is the Liga Nage refs. Uh, option B is the dirty tackles in Liga Nage. Um, option C is the Benfica Medical Department. And, of course, the manager, Bruno Lage, is option four. I did not include the pitch. Um, because I'm just not buying that one. I'm sorry. Uh, so go hit up my social media, hit up my Twitter, um, and have a vote there if you can next week. Again, I will read those. Um, other than that, here we go. It, it, it's that time of season now. Uh, the matches are coming fast and furious, and you know what? Um, the players are going to have to adjust. They're going to play tired. They're going to play, you know, knocked up a little bit, knocked. Um, Everybody's going to be feeling it. You know, the entire league is playing twice a week. So it's not the same as when, you know, Befica are in Europe and their opponent on the weekend is spending an extra three days preparing for them. So um hoping for the best, of course, but this is going to be a tough week. But it is time for this club and this team to turn this thing around. So uh, that's going to do it for this week for episode 33 uh, I'm going to send you away with Memphis Depay. All right, another one of his tunes. He was the man of the match in this game. Benfica victorious, 2-1 to one, uh, over Olympic Lyon. But here is another song from the the football star turned rapper, turned hip-hop artist, uh, Memphis Depay, the Dutch star for Olympic Lyon. Thank you, everybody. Again, don't forget. Uh, hit up the social media at Benfica Mister on Twitter, at Mr. Benfica on Instagram and on Facebook. Search Mr. Benfica. Uh, catch all the other podcasts. They're doing a great job, all of them. Don't forget, uh, big shout-outs right now. Um, Benfica Podcast, Zagish, Benfica After 90. Um, don't forget to check out Luigi's channel, Vintiu, on YouTube. Benfica FM, Historia Gloriosa. They're all there. 
Lateral Esquerdo. Check that. Check out all their content. Let me tell you, Pedro from Lateral Esquerdo is becoming a superstar um, in Brazil. His analysis of Flamengo matches are on Canal with uh, former Porto and former Benfica coach, uh, he, Josualdo Ferreira. He coached everybody, I think. Uh, the two of them breaking down video is something spectacular. Go to Lateral Esquerdo. The videos are posted there. Um, and they, I mean, Brazilian media has been absolutely clamoring and, and they've been just gushing with, uh, Gushing with hap, you know they're they're just thrilled to see this kind of the level of analysis. You'd think someone just gave them um, something they've never seen before. And uh, so big shout out to Pedro Bosas. Okay, he writes under the pen name Paulo Maldini on Lateral Esquerdo on TV. Goes by his real name. Very very great job. Um, also, I want to give one last shout out before I get out of here to all the Canadian listeners because um, I didn't say this last week. I left it out and it was not for any reason other than last week was the most hurried episode I have ever thrown together. Um, despite the fact that I had three weeks to do it, it came together at the last minute because I just had to get that out. Um, but big shout out to the Canadian listeners. Canada 2, United States nil. Well-deserved victory for Canadian soccer, for Canadian football. The United States really needs to get its act together. Um, I, I never call. I very rarely call for the firing of a manager, but there's something... Uh, very wrong when the director, uh, Jay Berhalter's brother, Greg Berhalter, is now the manager of the United States. Uh, the United States hired a general manager, Ernie Stewart, whose boss is Jay Berhalter. How he need you know? It's it's there's a real conflict of interest there, and um, United States soccer is not progressing the way it needs to. Uh, Canada's been a, a team I've been waiting to wake up for for several years. You know, first time I took a, I went to Canada with a team. You know, quickly saw the conditions they they train under. Quickly saw the the uh, the setup they have. There's a lot of talent in that country, and um, they make it. They can make it work. I think Canada can really turn into the third large, the third. Big dog in the CONCACAF region. I know for the majority of you, this is not anything you care to hear about. But this is a shout-out for those Canadian listeners. Congratulations on the victory. Well-deserved. The United States really needs to, to have an identity check and figure out who the heck they are. Um, so I wanted to make that shout-out. Also, I wanted to say, lastly, that I'm happy to announce that as of this week, Mr. Benfica has now been downloaded on every continent on the globe, of course, minus Antarctica. If you know somebody in Antarctica, if you know a penguin that's got internet, tell tell that penguin to download the show. No, got, a, got some downloads in Australia this week. I have been hoping and pushing to get uh, a foothold um, in Australia. I had been reaching out to some Kazakh. Um, and some fans that I've been looking for, I've just been trying to tweet and trying to Facebook and, uh, Instagram and just follow as much Australian Portuguese as I could find. Uh, I finally, the, the metrics came in and I finally have a download in Australia. So I now have been downloaded in all six continents. Pretty excited for me. I never really expected this when I started it out. But um, again, I my my listeners, you guys are 
very important to me and I am so grateful for the support and that is why I keep cranking out some some episodes even if I have to record them from 2 to 4 in the morning on a <laughs> on a Saturday into the Sunday morning all right so thank you everybody have a great week carrega benfica força benfica we do this hashtag pelo benfica dam u 38 i'll see you next time everybody on mr benfica i am of course the mr mike agustinho Yeah, I'm not the type of brother to play with. See a lot of people acting like, a, oh yeah, old ball players sounding like haters. We the young kings of this generation, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Talking about themselves like they all that, hey, oh yeah. We used to have pills, now it's all cash, hey, now it's all cash. One point five on Drew, you bought it all back. Oh Lord, let me fall back. Confidence, we different in that way. I'm on the way. Calling my Uber, that's a PJ. That's a private jail, I mean, these days. I don't even celebrate my B day. Way too busy with getting money with all my PJs. Got a bad pimp, she ain't trying to leave me. Say she got my back, but disappear when I need it. I'm not the type of brother to play with. See a lot of people acting like a, oh yeah. Old ball players sound like haters. We the young kings of this generation, oh yeah. Oh yeah, talking about themselves like they all that hey. Oh yeah, we used to have pills, now it's all cash hey. Now it's all cash 1.5 on Drew, you bought it all back Oh lord, let me fall back No seconds too much pressure when I call them oh, yeah. I'm in four seasons, all four seasons Making money and we stacking it up to the ceiling Don't bother me when I'm eating Now she follows me, she catching feelings I'm in my old hood, kicking it with my dogs Used to remember when we saw our future was so dark We used to play ball in the park They put my brother in the box He don't wanna talk, he's still fighting his war I just bought a new car Cause I feel like it I know you like me, don't tryna hide it Still be connected with them pirates That's private gang, no violence At least they try More money, buy islands All my kings smiling, got the heat, no iron I got Charles Blues on my seat, no lying King of the jungle ship, young lion I'm not the type of brother to play with See a lot of people acting like a, oh yeah Old ball players sounding like haters We the young kings of this generation, oh yeah Oh yeah, talking about themselves like they all that hey. Oh yeah, we used to have bills, now it's all cash hey. Now it's all cash 1.5 on jewelry, bought it all back Oh lord, let me fall back Got seconds too much pressure when I call them I don't look, I just dive Money up like a swipe Swipe the girls on the right Cause I really got no time One million in nine days Met haters on my page Summertime me up out late Young king getting paid She will fall in love when you put diamonds in the face The love that I get is not the love that I gave No love popped off on a yacht on VK Multi-millionaire, 20 was the age I can feel it calling in the air They want me on stage I can tell life is
celebrities all in my DM asking for a date. I don't really care. They all looking the same. Going head when I went back. David, I am king. I've been walking strapped. That's the Bible in my back. Peace in my head. I'm only going back and forth when I'm on the jet. That's real talk. I'm a real dog. See me in Bogota with my masitas. I be saving people's life. Call me Dita. That's real life shit. No fever. No games. I'm still the same. I'm a leader. Get my young king just in the Bible. No beaver. I put all the ice on the cross. No Jesus. And I got all the money on me, but I don't need it. I keep all the faith in my body. Best believe it. Now they're doing deep cause they see. Blessed are those who didn't but yet believe. I'm in the bank but yet to be. Didn't but yet believe. I'm in the bank but yet to be.